0: Sounded great. Alright, Matthew chapter 18 tonight, if you have your Bibles. Matthew chapter 18. I want to read a passage of Scripture for you. And it goes along very well with that song that they just sang. But it says, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto Him and set Him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in My name receiveth Me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in Me. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Right here we see one of many passages of Scriptures that just shows how important children are to Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Suffer little children to come unto Me and forbid them not for such as the kingdom of heaven, you may remember the story where people were bringing their children to Jesus. They're wanting him to see Jesus, and they're wanting Jesus to maybe heal heal them, or wanting him to just lay hands on them and pray for them. And the disciples rebuked him, saying, "You know, don't bother the Messiah with these little kids." And Jesus rebuked the disciples and said, "You let them come to me. Do not forbid them. For such is the kingdom of heaven." And we see here that Jesus said. If we're going to be saved, if you are going to go to heaven, you have to come, like you have to become like a little child. You have to become like a little child. And what does that mean to be like a child? Well, you know, as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know what? I think a great way to illustrate how to come to Christ like a child is to illustrate children at Christmas. I got to thinking about the way children are at Christmas time. I was thinking about my own kids. I was thinking about myself when I was just a little kid. When uh, whenever Christmas would start to get close, and one of the first thing we see that we need to be in some areas where we need to be like children. And that's what I want to talk about tonight: is just being like children at Christmas because that's what we need to do to be able to receive that gift of salvation. Because you know, the sad thing is, salvation it's a free gift that anybody. Can receive no matter what they've done. Yet many people have a hard time grasping that. And it's because they won't become like little children. They won't have, and the first way that we need to be like a child is to have faith like a child. Did you know that a child, they're not afraid to ask for something? I think all parents in here can say amen to that. You know your kids aren't afraid to ask you for anything. James 4 2 says, Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. You know why I think most of us don't ask for God for many things? Is we don't have the faith of a little child. We don't think he'll give them give those things to us. I think the reason many people don't get saved. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness of your sins and ask for that gift. He'll give it to you, but they don't think he will. They don't have that faith like a little child, but children, boy, they have faith, especially at Christmas time. I mean, they'll go and sit on Santa Claus' lap and ask him for those presents for Christmas. And, I mean, they'll, uh, they'll write out lists. You know, Abby, for her birthday, she did that. You know, she wrote out a list of all the things that she wanted. I mean, they're, they're anxious to tell you what they want for Christmas. So, you know, hey, what do you want for Christmas, boy? They'll start naming off everything, and they say that because they believe they have the hope of getting it. You know, none of my kids, you know, my boys, they have. They didn't ask me for a car for Christmas because they know they're not going to get it. Of course, they're not old enough. But you know what? They, uh, you know, they didn't even ask me for a gu- gun or anything. They're, they're already talking about getting guns and things. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, no, no, they didn't even didn't even ask. You know, they know I'm not going to do that, but. The things that they believe I would get them, they'll ask for those things, and they'll uh, and they're not afraid to ask. And the reason people don't ask Jesus for that gift of salvation, they don't think He'll get it. But I'm here today to tell you that if you ask, He will give it to you. But you've got to, you've got to believe in your heart. A child expects to get what they ask for. Matthew twenty one twenty two says, "In all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing." Ye shall receive. I mean, sometimes I remember when I was a kid, you know, my parents would ask me what I wanted for Christmas or wanted for my birthday, and maybe I'd throw something out there that was just huge. You know, something really expensive. You know, and they'd say something like, um, you know, within reason, <laughs> you know, within uh, this amount of money, this is this is all this is all we can afford, this is all we can spend. And, but you know, with God, He has no limits. God's not limited in any way. But the problem with us is we just we don't believe. We don't believe that He can answer our prayers. We don't believe that He can meet our needs. And boy, we ought to be more like children when it comes to our prayer life. And we need to ask. You know, another thing a child will do to get what they want, believing it's going to accomplish something, is they'll ask over and over and over again. You ever had that before? You know, mom, could I have this? No. Mom, could I have, at least have it? No. Please, mom, please, just, you no. Know, can you please give me this for Christmas? No. And they just keep begging and begging and begging. And you're like, are they ever going to stop asking? And you know what? Sometimes parents, they end up giving it. Fine. <laughs> if you'll just leave me alone. And did you know, I'm not saying that it's right for kids to just keep nagging their parents like that. But did you know that God wants us to do that to Him? In fact, I can show you in Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, verse 5, there's actually a couple examples in the Bible where God basically tells us to be like children in this asking over and over again, and almost uh, seems like what we would be doing is annoying God, but obviously uh, He asks us to do this, but it says in Luke 11, verse 5, And he said said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? And shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. Can you imagine if somebody came knocking on your door at midnight? And you're sound asleep in bed. you you got young children and they're all asleep. you just gotten to sleep. And all of a sudden, somebody's knocking at your door. I mean, if you're going to knock on your door at midnight, what are you usually thinking? Uh Uh-oh, what happened? Or if you get a phone call at midnight. It's automatic. Your heart jumps. What happened? You're thinking something bad's happened. But he goes and answers the door and he asks for three loaves of bread. What? At midnight? Why are you asking this? And he says, For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. like, sorry, I I can't help you. I'm tired. We're all in bed. Everybody's settled down. Leave me alone. Then verse 8, "...I say unto you, though He will not rise and give Him, because He is His friend..." Yet, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. What that means there is basically just because of the inconvenience of the situation, because of the uh, one of the, the um, I guess you could say, almost the audacity of this man or his troublesome uh, perseverance that he's doing. He's just going to say, you know what? I got to get this guy to stop knocking on my door. He's going to wake the kids up. He's going to drive me crazy. I'm not going to get any sleep. And so He says that He will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And it says, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. We see here an example of somebody really annoying somebody to death. And God's told us to do that with Him. Just keep asking. He taught, there's another example he gives. I don't have time to go to it where he basically tells just the asking over and over again. I believe it was a widow that went to a king and she was wearing the king just constantly bringing her request to him. And finally, he just said, this lady's driving me crazy. Just let's give her what she wants. And God's told us to do that with him. And you know what? Children don't have any problems doing that. But adults, we do sometimes. And you know what? Just keep asking God. Just keep praying every day. Ask him, you know, Lord, help me in this situation. Lord, I mean, you know, I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm not talking about being like the kid on Santa Claus' lap that reads off the super long list of all the toys he wants and he's got to have, and you know, throws a fit when he doesn't get it. But just keep asking, keep asking until the Lord reveals it to you. That maybe that's not what you need. But also, so we need to have the faith of a child, but also we ought to have the excitement. Of a child, did you know children? One of the things that they do, especially this time of year, is they share their expectations and excitement with everyone. Or they they talk to their friends about, oh, I can't wait till Christmas. It's only forty five more days until Christmas, you know, and only you know, and they'll only you know 30 days till Christmas and they're they're counting down the days they're all excited about it and man I'm really hoping I'm going to get you know this, such and such for Christmas you know I'm hoping I'm going to get that doll and I'm hoping I'm going to you know kids want expensive presents these days you know I'm hoping I get the new ps4 and the xbox one and the Wii U you know they want all the new latest greatest game systems and you know 45 games I mean you spend a million dollars on kids these days and some of them still be thrown a fit you know and they just, they're, but they're excited and they're talking about it. And you know what? We ought to be the same way with God. Where we, we're constantly telling people about our God and what we believe He's going to do for us. You know, I, I, one of the things that I talk about sometimes with other people is I talk about our church and just, you know, I, I believe God's going to do great things here. I'm always excited to see what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen next, but you know, I'm excited every Sunday. When I come here to church, I am. I just, I'm anxious to see what God does next. I hate, I hate not being here for church. Sunday morning when we didn't have service, it drove me crazy. I'm like, you know, nothing's going to happen. We're not having service, but I still felt like I was missing something. I'm sitting there at home between 10 and 12. It was just driving me crazy. I didn't know what to do. I mean, it totally threw my whole day off and my week off. It just, it messed me up. And I'm just always anxious to see what God's going to do next, because we serve an amazing God that can do amazing things. And I'm anxious; I'm always anxious to see what He's going to do. But you know, children, one of the things they do is they tell everyone what they got for Christmas. I remember when I was a kid, my dad he had just gotten a car phone. And I remember when. Nobody had car phones and it was in this big like one of these big bag phones that had the cord on it and everything. And I remember on Christmas it was expensive to use those phones too and he hardly ever even used it, but I mean he had a car phone. And I remember on Christmas it was free uh, to talk all day on the phone that day. And my friend, his parents, they had one of those phones too. and so we taught, you know, made these plans to call each other on Christmas at a certain time. And we're both like sitting out in our vans, you know, in the cold <laughs> you know, on Christmas, and we're talking on the phone, and we're telling, talking about what we got for Christmas. We're telling each other what we got, and just about fun we had, and, and just we had, we were anxious to tell each other. And plus, we just thought it was cool that we could talk on the phone in the car. I don't know why we didn't just use the home phone. I guess it was cool to talk on a car phone, <laughs> but uh, we wanted, to, we wanted to share the excitement with somebody. And you know what? Whenever God does something for us, we ought to be the same way. And I want to tell somebody about what God did. When somebody gets saved, well, it's very common for them to want to tell somebody. I remember when I got saved and I received the gift of salvation, I remember calling my grandparents up. I remember calling them up and telling them, hey, I got saved. I remember how excited they were to hear that. I was anxious. To do that, I remember my little sister when she got saved, she was just telling everybody. I remember we went into McDonald's and the cashiers at work and she's just like, my sister's like, I got saved. And she's just like, huh? <laughs> and kind of looking at her, but she was telling everybody. She was she was real young. And we ought to be that way. Telling everybody, just excited about God. Excited about what he's doing. And you know what kids do as soon as Christmas comes? They all immediately are thinking about next year. And you know what? There's almost kind of a depression that comes over them. The post Christmas blues, you know, where oh, it's over. Man, 364 days until Christmas. That's forever. Especially for a little kid. And they're, all, they're, they're, they're kind of down, but at the same time, they're excited because they know it's coming again. And you know what? The great thing about serving God and about the gifts of God. It's not just one time a year. Boy, God can bless and God can do amazing things any time of the year. And you know, every time I see God do something great, every time I see it, I look forward to seeing it again. Every time I see somebody get saved, I love, I love hearing somebody pray the sinner's prayer and ask Jesus to come in their heart. Boy, when you know what's happening, when you know what it's doing, it just excites you. And you know what? No matter how many times I've heard it, I want to hear it again. I I love hearing it. Boy, I'm telling you, if there's anyone here, you're not sure you're saved, don't ever think that you're bugging me if you want to call me up and ask about getting saved. You won't be bothering me one bit. I'll be excited. Is all get out, that is what we're all about. That's what we're here for. I love hearing it. I love when people, they want to learn more about God and they start asking questions and just anxious to learn the Scriptures and learn about the things of God. Wanting to get baptized. Wanting to be a part of the church. And you see that excitement and it is thrilling and I want to see it again. I tell you, one of the things that got me so excited about starting this church and that literally still excites me to this day is the very fact I was a part Of a church plant when I was just a kid, my dad started a church. I was only eight years old, seven or eight years old, when he started the church. And I remember just all the great things that God did over the years. It's been twenty five years now since the church was started there and it's great work over there. And you know what? It excites me because I saw God do it back then and I'm watching him do it again. And I'm telling you, it just doesn't get old. And we ought to be like children and just get excited when God does something, get anxious to see it happen again. I mean, just get excited about the things of God. We need to be like children when it comes to their faith. We need to have the faith of a child. The excitement of a child. And then you know what else we ought to have? We ought to have the curiosity of a child. You've all seen that with children, the way they're studying those presents. Shaking them, feeling them, sizing them up. Uh, what is this? I remember when I was, I was this little kid. One of my sisters went and poked holes in all the wrapping paper in the presents. She, curiosity got the better of it. She couldn't, she couldn't handle it anymore, and she, she wanted to know what those presents were. And you know that that's a pretty. Pretty normal thing for kids. My kids, they've already been, you know, trying to figure out what all their presents are. You know, I, I can tell that's a DVD, or I can tell that's a, a DS game by the shape of it. You know, they're studying out, they you know, just wanting to figure it out. They're curious. And you know what? When it comes to the things of God in the Bible, we ought to get curious about the Bible. What? You know what? There's some Bible. God doesn't tell us everything that's waiting for us in heaven. We don't know everything. We don't know everything about the coming of Christ. The Bible doesn't tell us when he's going to return. In fact, it says no man knows the day or the hour. And you know, I think it's safe to say biblically that nobody can from reading the scriptures can figure out exactly when Christ is going to come. But you know what? It doesn't stop me from guessing. It doesn't stop me from trying to think, you know what, I think maybe he's going to come around this time. You know, and the truth is, I don't know, but I like to guess. And I like to think about it. And I like to talk about it. Because I'm just curious. Boy, there's something. I don't know what everything's going to be like when we get to heaven. I don't know how it's going to work exactly when we go from this life to the next life. But boy, I love to look for little clues in the Bible. Just look for clues. Kids, they do the same thing. And there are there's some things that God hasn't completely revealed to us in the Scriptures. But you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with making guesses, getting curious about it. I think that's a wonderful thing to do. I think that's a great thing to do. Have that childlike excitement over the things of God. Have a childlike excitement over the Word of God. I mean, there are so many wonderful things in this book that we can learn about. And you know, None of us know it all. I've read through the Bible several times. That doesn't mean I know everything about it. I notice new things all the time. I'm getting new questions all the time. We've been getting questions, doing questions for Sunday school. Just I've been having everybody write down questions. They have just kind of challenged me a little bit. And there's been some real good questions. And man, there was one question that was just recently asked that I've always kind of wondered about, but I've never really taken the time to really dig in and study. And I've been studying it, and the Lord's kind of given, I think, some answers. And I'm excited. And I and it just the things of God—they're—they're just—it's more than we can even comprehend. But you know what? I'm—I am curious. I don't know when God's coming back, man. I'd love to be able to figure it out. I'm—I'm going to keep guessing. I'm not going to go predicting dates and trying to get people to sell everything they have and you know, no, we're not going to do, we're not going to do that here. But we're just curious about it because we're excited. We are excited. We know it's going to come. Unfortunately, it's not like Christmas where we know when Christmas is going to come every year. But I tell you, I'm still excited about it and we need it. we need to be like children when it comes to our faith. And God, when it comes to the excitement we have when it comes to our curiosity. And especially in that area of faith. The faith of a little child. I hope everyone gets nice gifts for Christmas. I hope Santa Claus brings you everything you want. I <laughs> don't, don't want to make any revelations here without parents' permission. But uh, <laughs> I, I, hope all, I, I hope you all get everything you want for Christmas. But at the same time, I hope if you haven't already gotten it, I hope you'll get that gift of salvation. All you have to do is ask for it, believing. You know, Jesus, He's not like Santa Claus. He doesn't have a naughty and nice list. He's not going to say, oh, they're naughty. (laughs) They're getting a lump of coal to make the fires of hell just a little bit hotter. No, (laughs) He's not doing that. That's not how He works. He knows that we're all sinners. He knows the truth is we're all naughty. And then none of us, none of us deserve heaven, but He loves us anyway and He wants to give that gift of salvation. And if you've never received it, I hope you'll get that gift of salvation. And so right now, I'd like us all to stand at this time. Our heads bowed nice because We're going to have a word of prayer.